You are you now, are now listening, to listening to The War Report Wednesday, Wednesday night, night War, war room, room With your host, with your host Caesar, Walker. Caesar Walker It's your boy Caesar Walker Until I got my boys with me Mike, Mike. G, G. Get your weight up Strength and conditioning Development Ike Jones, Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions And watch the tape And be real Which is not normal for me It's taking something out of me are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday night war room. Let's go! War Eagle, War Eagle, and greetings. Welcome, 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 welcome. Do us a quick favor. We know people coming in. Come on in. Come on into the room. Smash. Come on. That like in button. The room. Whatever yeah. you do, smash that like button. And listen, at the war, at the war report, we don't believe in being rude. When you enter the room, announce yourself. Give us What's a up? war eagle. If you're yeah. not part of the Auburn family, shout out your city and where you're from. We want to hear from you guys. Gentlemen, happy hump day. Yeah. How we doing? Hey. Yeah. Doing all right. Hey. Doing all right. I see you know, uh I see Captain Obvious in the in the comments here, already trying to start some about some strength and conditioning. We'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, do we got to yeah. sip to that? Do we got to sip yep. to that? Okay. Oh. All right. It counts. Right off the top. Right mm. off the top. See a Pensacola, um, Florida, War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, we see Honestly. match us. So much Mike Hicks. Phoenix City. Mike is that, Hicks in is, is that two in a row? Is Mike back Mike with us? Hicks <laughs> you going to keep coming? We see you cheating on us, Mike. Scott, Scotty, man. Scotty, I appreciate you. We saw you went ahead and, you know, got in here and made yourself, you know, a member. We saw you do that look earlier. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Sure. Shout out, man. Shout Hold that out. man out proper light. Hold on. Scotty Davis, you know what I'm saying? Well, you, you, go, Welcome. you get a salute. You get a salute. Welcome to the fam. Yeah, saw that happen a little earlier, man. Hope hey, y'all are only, having we, a good week. We, we're only one away from having 50 members. So somebody go ahead and sign up real quick so we can have 50 officially. So like, just go ahead and become a member of uh, the we'll get that done know, inside situation. Uh, we'll talk about it more scenery. later. But our, our round two of Chop It Up with the Pro is tomorrow night with King. And you don't want to miss that one. And you can only join the conversation if you're a member. But we'll talk about pretty it. Much. I'm, I'm pretty, much. Pretty, I'm pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Listen, guys, we got some. Let's go ahead and get to it. We got some good news, man, this week. Uh, I believe it was, was it yesterday? Yesterday or Monday? Uh, Dreshawn Miller decided to go ahead and uh, put ink to the paper and uh, become a tiger. He did. He did. He did that. So uh, we we have a pretty good four deep, it looks like, uh, the very least. Uh, What are our initial thoughts about? We kind of talked about him a little bit on Sunday. But uh, at this point, at that point, he wasn't he wasn't committed. But now that he's committed and is officially a Tiger, what are our thoughts? I'll start with you, Mike G. Ah, man, listen, his coverage grades are good. His coverage grades are real good. Now, um, I know what conference he was in. But um, at the end of the day, um, shout out burner account down there. Always with us. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, he, he, I mean, having a shutdown corner is always going to be a good thing. And and for what it's worth, this kid is supremely confident in his own talents. Jim Darden, he plans number fifty. He plans we to appreciate be with that. Us. Hey, 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 h
you know, uh, uh, confident in his own talents. He has stated that he really just wants to come play one year and jump to the league. Now, if he's that good, I'm all about it. Come on, set it down, shut that side of the field down for us for a year, and let's keep it pushing. So, you know, you know, at the end of the day, um, uh, they're they've got a chance here defensively to do something that's really, really special. You know, um, and I really feel like. If we can just keep the momentum going on defense, they took a little bit of a step back. Um, uh, shout out caveman, caveman life coach. <laughs> Explain <laughs> that later. Life coach. <laughs> um, oh, I really need an explanation. That just that just threw me off all night, right? Um, but you know, maybe this will throw you off too. What well, on Barney Knight? Barney Knight, we hope you are correct. And Listen, Bo Barney Knight said, "More Eagle guys, Bo Nix for SEC Player of the Year next year." I'm not even going to say is his that, name is, tonight. It, <laughs> I'm not even going to say his name. So, tonight. so let's let's play a game. Let's play a game, guys. After that, if Mike G says Bo Nix's name, what 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 do he, does he does he owe us each a dollar? Uh, what do you, what nah, do you think? Go, what you think? Talk about what? <laughs> oh, I lost, so I have to pay y'all. I was about to say you lost already, <laughs> bro. <laughs> we didn't set terms. Starting now. We set terms. Start, start, starting now. <laughs> we were still setting the terms of the agreement, but uh, we will go there tonight. Uh, you I, were saying. You, I see you, Devin you Dawson in here in the comments, man. Shout out to him. Hey, Devin. Uh, listen, man, if you don't know about all about Auburn, if if you have not gotten angry about something today, please go over to Devin's board and argue with people. That's what I do to fill my anger cup during the day. Uh, so <laughs> that's real nice. Um, but yeah, I just I like I said, Drayshon Miller is he, he on paper he looks good, right? Yeah. Not nine pass yeah. breakups. We don't have a single DB on our squad with nine pass breakups. Uh, so you know he had one interception on the season, you know. But if he can shut down his side of the field, everybody else in that secondary is going to eat because we trade? are solid, right? So I am excited about this. I wasn't as excited about him when I first kind of looked at what he was doing, mm-hmm. um, but you know, with the guys that we we had leave and with him coming in, uh, uh, and, and possibly a dynamic freshman pass rusher that has a chance to make an impact this season. You know, those guys in the secondary could eat. If we could generate a pass rush, Interception City. Now, we did a fax or not where we talked about over-under on interceptions. I didn't see it happening. But if we can generate a pass rush, I do see it happening. And uh, guys like Miller will have a chance to kind of help us uh, boost those numbers. So that that's where I'm at on him. Yeah. So one of our subscribers suggested that we give away a sweatshirt if you, if you evoke uh, the name of Auburn's uh, incumbent quarterback. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what? I actually okay. might want to do this because I, I I've given three away already, right? Um, I've given three away already, so uh, okay. I may I may just utter it at the end, just so somebody gets a gets one. Uh, particularly if you live in Texas right now, because they they got some things going on with the cold. So, nice. Um, gorgeous. I hope not to to answer this question. Um, I hope he doesn't. I hope he has to come in and earn it like everybody else. And I, I think with this coaching staff, they want to see who's proven on the field, right? Mm. Who's going to come out and compete and earn the job. So I, I want to have the confidence that whoever is starting at cornerback has earned the right to play and start at cornerback. I don't, right. I don't want, I don't want favorites here. I, I want guys who, who the coaches have confidence in are going to perform day one. So if he starts, that's great. If not, he provides much needed depth. And can we shout out Etheridge? 
Like Etheridge has been kind of he's been work. putting in some work the since whole he's gotten stat, here. Listen, we have been recruiting just out of our minds and not landing everybody for 22 and 23, but we've been offering. We've been offering kids that had not been offered yet by Auburn that are 23 class. Like they are getting right. in, they're hitting the ground running, man, and and I'm glad to see that. Yeah, I just wonder if Joseph yeah. Goodman is going to write a follow-up article. I know, right? <laughs> on we, that hey, we get one more. Wrote, we get another uh, uh, OT. Nonsense trash he wrote about uh, Carson's recruiting past. Or whatever. Somebody in the Auburn family should should uh, should overnight him some cooked crow so he can eat. Yeah, definitely. Just bake it that, into a nice pot. Because that, that article did not age well at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I mean, the, the coaching staff, I've, I've been impressed with with a few guys on the coaching staff, but they, they've been working, man. They've been on the recruiting trail, and, and I'm I'm excited about it, man. Um, yeah. I, did you have any thoughts? About Drayshawn Miller? Yeah. You know, um, I, I so I'm, I'm going to be honest. I still have not looked at any, a, a lot of tape on him. Like, I, you know, I'm a tape, you know, I'm a tape junkie. Like, I want to go in and I want to go watch tape. I really want to go see, like, what he struggles with in coverage and, like, how, because the, People, uh, I think uh, Devin said it earlier about West Virginia's past defense being the most highly rated in the country. Um, you know, what what can we attribute that to? Um, you know, is it a thing where they had a really good pass rush and so they weren't giving guys enough time? Did they have a good coverage unit? Was it a mix of that kind of thing? Were they what kind of uh, defense was he used to playing on the back end? Like, is he a man press kind of guy? Is he works better in zone and they played a lot of zone? I don't know. So I don't really know. What I do know is that I like the stats that I see on him. He's going to be able to come in and compete. He thinks highly of himself that he just needs one year to come in here in Auburn and raise his draft stock, get out there and do some big things. I like that confidence. So I'm looking forward to seeing him come in here and do what he can do. Yes. The film breaker downer guy. That is me. Appreciate yeah, that, yeah, Mario. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. I mean, listen, uh, he he oh, he had three touchdowns called on him last year versus one interception. Um, and that's actually not bad uh, for considering the conference. Yeah, yeah, and a pass happy conference. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, when you're the guy, you know, I, 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 I kind of look at a a lockdown corner like I do a a shot blocker in basketball. You're gonna block a lot of shots, but every once in a while you're gonna get dunked on because that's just what right. happens. Yeah, to shot blockers, right? They get dunked right. on. Everybody goes ooh. And it's just like, no, nah, man, he's he's a shot blocker. He's going to get dunked on every once in a while. So yeah. those three touchdowns are his couple times he got dunked on. But uh, for the most part, um, he he again he I can't stress enough. He thinks he can come in and just play one year and go to the league. So if right. he's got that kind of talent, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. And I do think that he starts game one hmm. because we don't have okay. another corner on our team with nine pass breakups. We don't. No, we don't. Nobody mm-hmm. had nine pass breakups no. last year. So you know. We'll see, but see we we do goes. have a deep secondary. DBs were the best position group on our team by far the last two right. seasons. So yeah, the fact that they don't have the stats yet, the people who were coming who were staying from last year, doesn't mean that they aren't just as qualified to start. So um, mm. should be a yeah. Good I mean, I, I, so I, I'm pretty sure Roger McCrary is going to be one of them. Uh, to, to me, he's if he's an outside corner, then he's fighting against Jalen Simpson. And then uh, possibly Nehemiah Pritchett for that other outside corner. Um, I think the slot corner is likely going to be, you know, that converted star position that we had under the last folks. So that's likely going to be Tennyson. Um, 
And so the question about that is if he wins, if if Drayshawn Miller comes in and wins the other outside corner, does Jalen Simpson, you know, become a, a cover safety? You know, we already talked about Thompson back there. We talked about this a little bit on Sunday. Right. Like what are the options of moving other people around? Um, or does the, one of those guys who got some decent uh, minutes last year um, have to be a dime guy? So like, we're, they're only coming in if we're going to the nickel or a dime package in the back end. So, you know, I, I love having an. So what I do love is that Jalen Simpson got hurt a few times last season when he was out. Now, we know that we've got somebody who can actually come in and fill in regardless of who's going to be the starter. That backup is going to be quality. Um, yeah. I didn't even talk about Marco Domio. Like, we've just got so much talent in that back end, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out this season. Um, and, and I like the fact that we, we have kids who can be versatile. So hopefully one of those guys is able to do some stuff in special teams that'll be able to help us out a lot. Cause I've liked the, 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 the conversions of some of those DBs over to special teams guys over the last couple of years as well. So uh, we'll see, man, but it's going to be good. Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, we did a facts and now talking about which, which position group on defense was going to be uh, the, the team strength on that side of the ball. And I said linebacker, but uh, I on said paper, secondary then on paper, the secondary is looking pretty good, Ike. Uh, we're going to keep a close eye on that and as to how they progress and how they look. Um, let's let's go ahead and, and, and talk about, because we, we're starting to get some questions about other people uh, in the transfer portal, people who are looking to transfer. Let's go ahead and, and discuss uh, who's next for the portal, man. Uh, what, what do you guys think there? Like, again, there is a running back that uh, I think is Keon. Henry Brooks, a running back at Vanderbilt, who is looking to, who just entered the transfer portal, and word has it that he's evaluating Auburn. Auburn is looking at him. Right. Um, we do need a fifth uh, running back. We do. So, and at this point, I don't, I don't see. I know a lot of people are mentioning um, kids who sign, particularly at Tennessee. Um, I think Auburn is looking strictly at the portal from this point on. I don't know about any kids who may have signed and signing day that they're looking for. I know a lot of people are, are mentioning Gooch uh, who just got out of his uh, national letter of intent from Tennessee, but I'm not sure if the coaching staff is looking at another kid out of high school. I think they're strictly portal at this point, which yeah. brings me back to, to Brooks. Um, I don't know if you guys have even heard about this or know about this kid, but um I don't know. I think we do need a fifth running back. I mean, it, when was the last time we've gone through a season where we didn't have at least one running back get injured throughout the season? Um, Apparently, Gooch just signed with Missouri, so we can stop having the conversation about whether or not he's coming. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. Good deal. Right. So there's that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all. I I mean, again, you know, I'm, you guys may not be aware of 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 Brooks, but. From a position standpoint, we got running back, we got linebacker, we got offensive line. Like, where where do you see yeah. this coaching staff needing to really? Um, where do you think this coaching staff needs to focus on to round out this class? O line, O line, O line, O line. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think having that fifth running back is important, but offensive line ultimately is is where we need the depth. We have to be able to have quality people come in and back up. The only reason I was um, high on bringing in the freshman kid is for 
uh, stability over the next couple of years as opposed to a transfer stopgap. Like I, I understand wanting to be able to have someone be able to play immediately. I'm not 100% convinced that we can't put together quality stuff on the offensive line. Speaking of offensive line, I've already said this once, but we are going to be talking heavily about offensive line tomorrow night with King Dunlap. So make sure you guys tune in to that Chop It Up with a Pro session with him tomorrow. We will be doing some film breakdown. You know how I like to get into that film. So we're going to actually be looking at some uh, of what the, the offensive line was able to do and some of the deficits that we have across that front. Um, but you know, I think that having quality and depth at that is just one of those irreplaceable things. Like if you, if you, we saw how devastating it was to have injuries across the offensive line last season. Um, And we, we want to be in a position where that's not going to be um, as devastating going forward. You're never going to replace multiple people up front, but we want to be as deep as possible. So hopefully we can do that um, with the portal. Yeah, now you definitely. checked. You you checked who was available. Now currently, there's not a an offensive tackle in the portal as of yet, right? right. Now a lot there's can change after a lot can change after spring, though. So we that's something that the coaching staff, I'm pretty sure, will be keeping an eye out on. And it's obvious offensive tackles are in high demand. So right. yeah. it'll be interesting as time goes on who becomes available. Um, yeah, but I agree. I, I think I think O line is definitely a, a a need there. What you got, Mike? Well, it's just pass blocking, right? Like, you know, um, we had a really bad stretch on O-line from LSU to Texas A&M in terms of pass blocking grades. Uh, They started the season okay at Kentucky. They had by far their worst game of the season against Georgia. Like, I mean, and I attribute that to a lot of things, but we were just outmatched in that game, right? Like, you know, uh, 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 they picked it up. They had their worst game followed by their best game against Arkansas, right? And if you remember that game, it didn't look great, but that was a actually a fairly high pass-blocking uh, grade for them. Um, and they had an okay stretch until, again, they hit LSU. Um, and, you know, uh, that was Bo's best game of the season. So credit to him in that one, you know, being able to, to do some things. And, and, but, you know, pass-blocking for him, that game wasn't great. I said both, so I'm giving away a sweater. Um, <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, uh, after that, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas A&M was just it just wasn't a good stretch for us. So they've got to find a way to Isaac's point. You know, we cannot be one injury away from everybody shifting around and playing out of their positions. And it's got to be next man up. Right. Uh, if you've watched our building rapport series, you know, we talked with King Dunlap, you know, and he talked about how he was playing behind a first round draft pick in Marcus McNeil. And then Marcus got hurt that year that we went undefeated and coaches used to stress it's next man up. Mm -hmm. People get hurt all the time and you have to be ready to step in and do your job. King stepped up, you know, uh, Ben Grubbs, you know, said the same thing essentially. And I'm ready for some of that. Right. So we, we, I'm, I'm going back. I'm kind of going back now. We're going to get these offensive linemen in here and these, this, this new strength and conditioning program is going to be critical for them. It's going to be so critical. I can't think of another position group where, where strength and conditioning is more critical than at offensive line. And these guys have to hold their own. Uh, they're going to, uh, to the extent that they can help our quarterback, whoever that quarterback is by giving them some time. You know, if it's the incumbent, then we all know, you know, what he's like under pressure, right? If it's a new kid, 
you know, having a solid offensive line is going to give him some time to go through some growing pains. And they, they've just got to get it fixed. You know, um, I've, I'm, I've said this. I, I think if our QB levels up, we're a nine-win team. Because right now, I think we're a seven- to eight-win team with no improvement. QB levels up, we're a nine-win team. Offensive line levels up, we're at least a contender. We're in the discussion at the end of the season, which is all we're asking for as fans, to be in the discussion. So, right. you know, they've got they've got to figure this this out, man. Like this, this can't go in, in this spring. If they can hopefully what my prayer is they get through the spring with no serious injuries to anybody, right. no setbacks. Right. And, and they get into summer workouts and, and keep the grind going into fall camp. That's what I'm right. hoping for. So, you know, O-line development, um, you know, and, and, and I, I like this comment here. And b- before the injuries begin to take a toll, I was starting to get excited about our O-line yeah, because right. they were starting to figure some things out. And you just hope that what Brian Harson, Will Friend, Mike Bobo can do is that they can take what those guys have done. And through what they're doing in the offseason, a good nutrition plan and actually get these guys to build off of the success that they started to have gelling together. Of course, we're going to have some guys who won't play through the spring um, through injuries. They suffered last year. I think I can't remember who it, who it was, which one it was, but if they can get those guys to build some type of chemistry along that line to just build off of their previous success, I, I think the O line can really be good and just build some, get some depth established behind them. I, again, that was our issue last year, right. just lack of depth. The the first the 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 front guys, they started picking things picking things up and I think they started playing better. They just got to build off of that and then establish some depth and I think that Auburn will be improved along the um, the front line. So, right. I mean, as they were leveling up as the season went along, they also got more injured. Right. So it can't be understated that they were actually able to make improvements as they became more injured. Right. Uh, uh, So a lot of people got um, experience that might have not otherwise got experience. And then hopefully that carries over into the spring and we just see, you know, solid play all around. Right. So. Right. And, And this is my point to my point about everybody shifting and playing out of positions after an injury. Right. 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 That's not ideal for an offensive line. You know, if you if your left tackle gets hurt, you hope the backup left tackle can just step in. That's not where we were at. Right. Right. So, um, you know, makeshift when it comes to offensive line is usually a recipe for a disaster. Um, and uh, we've got what should be a Heisman candidate at quarter at, at running back. Yeah. Right. Um, scared it for a minute there, but okay. <laughs> uh, listen, I hope that too. Just one of these new guys, but like the uh, the, the, the our, we have a running back that can do some damage, and if we can run block, their run blocking grades were much better than their pass blocking grades last year. So if they can just improve on that as well, take runs for twelve, thirteen hundred yards this season on mm-hmm. a full schedule, mm-hmm. on a full schedule. So uh, yeah. this could be this could be I was iffy, <laughs> Brian, Brian, to Brian's point, um, we were at eight. We're a nine win team. Brian believed we could be a nine win team. I was skeptical, but I'm starting to come over to that point of view. The more this starts to kind of un- un- unravel. <laughs> yeah, hold, hold, hold up now. Oh, yeah. Slip. That was a slip. Sorry about sorry about that. I didn't mean to startle anybody. I know Halloween is until October. <laughs> oh man. Listen, um 
Got a question here. I'm just, Ooh. we're just eager to see what spring, like, uh, again, we got some talented kids at the wide mm-hmm. receiver position. Like, yeah. This is one of our more talented position groups. So I'm just excited to see who emerges. Um, and there's just some kids that we haven't seen at all. Like, right. I mean, again, we all remember how we felt watching the bowl game. Like, who is this Canyon kid and where has he been? It's a good chance he's not the only one. Right. So, it, you know, Kobe Hudson, I think he has what it takes to be a good receiver. But you can say that about another three, four, five guys. I mean, you also got some kids coming in as well that may participate in spring. Hey, so, hey, listen, at, at receiver, remember what I said. Again, the last staff evaluated talent so different yeah. than this new staff will. It, don't be surprised if you see some kids. Now, I went back and watched some tape. And there was a kid who came in, you know, I think like late August, early September, Malcolm Johnson, and he's a burner, right? Yep. And, and and he, you know, uh, from what I understand, you know, when you come in that close to the start of the season, you know, uh, uh, your playbook's an issue. You know, there's a lot of things that are issues, but, you know, he's going to get to go through a spring now and uh, uh, look for kids like Malcolm to come out of seemingly nowhere. Yeah. Right. Because we didn't know we had these guys because of how they put players on the field. I was never confident that we were playing the best guys before at any position. Right. right? You know, you're not telling me we didn't have one receiver better than Stove. Yeah. Right. Stove I like was Eli. reliable, though. Yeah. I yeah he was reliable. Yeah. But I mean, is was he the best guy to put on the field? He was, like, he, no. he was he was I mean, he was reliable. But it, again, it goes back to what Gus did. Gus just went with. His guys, right? right? Gus knew him. Gus could trust mm-hmm. him, and Gus right. put him there. May not necessarily mean he was the best guy for that position, for that role at that time, but that's who Gus was familiar with, and Gus right. did that a lot. He had a, it was a lot of seniority at a lot of times with these guys. So, yeah. what are you about to say, Ike? Well, my my frustration was was in the the kick return game, right? Like I talked yeah, with right. Mike about this. Like, why was it that we had all this talent on the bench and none of them were even returning kicks. Right. Like, you can you tell me none of these kids like that's that's the perfect time to get a kid who doesn't have another a, a, a lot of other playing time, some time to get in the game and show what he can do athletically. But you had so to your point about Eli Stove, was he the best guy to go back there and return kicks? Like I got it, Tut Tut was a good returner, but when he was hurt and he it was clear he wasn't gonna be the guy you put Eli back there. Right. Like why do you have right. Tank back there returning kickoffs? Right, like, right. don't get your starters but hurt. Did anybody, somebody anybody else, anybody else back there? Let them return kicks. Was anybody else holding their breath when Tank would run the ball back on the kickoff return? Like, every time. Yes. To me, Listen. I'm just like, this is our best yeah, player. That's what I'm like, saying. What? But then, like, you, uh, but then you got kids like Malcolm who were returning kicks in high school. Yeah. All those and, kids were like Matthew yeah, Hill returning. He kicks was there. Like, you can't it. tell me that. Yeah. And or or you had a uh, freaking uh, worm back there returning kick. Why? Why? Yeah, right. Yeah. Listen, right. you know what? I'm, I'm hoping to see a willingness to sit down the senior for go, the I... most like Matthew Hill. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see a willingness to sit down the, the, the a seniority in, in favor of talent. It's Johnson. Another one. Like, I just don't yeah. understand. We had so many talented kids. You they yeah. like you telling me Mark Anthony Richards return kicks. Like, if you want to put a running back back there, you got four of them on the team. Put one of them back there. Like, just come on, man. Again, it's just who you who you from who you trust, who you familiar with. You're just not giving these kids a, a chance to right. shine. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Right. So, I mean, uh, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just got a little frustrated when I started going back and looking at these kids tapes and I was like, yo, like some of these guys weren't <laughs> highly touted, but they are supremely talented. So, right. you know, you know, get these guys, you know, you know, I know uh, Mark Anthony Richards transferred out and he's not with us anymore, but there are plenty of guys who are backing up who are coming JJ up behind. Evans. Yeah. JJ yeah. Evans, Malcolm, you know, we just uh, started hearing about Canyon at the end of the season. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 what's the guy that I'm uh, the the other receiver? I always forget his name. Xavion Capers, not Capers. Yeah. Capers, Hudson, Hudson, Kobe oh, Hudson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've got. You know, if you can get these guys the ball in space, we've got playmakers all over the place. Right. Right. So so this could be this spring, this 8 day game. That's what I'll be looking for. Like, is there a concerted effort to get the ball to playmakers? Right. Have they identified the playmakers? Because if it's going to be the Tank Bigsby show. Uh, we're, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Right. You know, and I saw can, somebody mentioned Tank took one to the house that was called back. I'm not saying Tank was not skilled at returning kicks i'm That's just saying our running back why would you want the guy that you want to tote the rock 30 times a game also returning kicks for you right like, right right and, and no jj pegues is not going to be returning kicks for us this season hopefully pegues <laughs> <laughs> a kick return yeah, yeah. Put, the, put the train back there a little more over Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Building Report, going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. You know, I just think, you know, again, there's going to be some exciting times on the Harson. A-Day will be super interesting. Uh, I can't remember, you know, an A-Day that I've been more excited about than this one coming up. It's been See, a minute since I, I even cared about A-Day. I'm going to be honest yeah, with you. But I was yeah. like, yeah, A-Day, whatever. I think yeah, 2014, I 2014 A-Day. I, I was excited because I was, was like, that, was, right, that was that Gus? Was that Gus's first? Was that, that was his Gus second or the second? So after we had gone to the championship, year? I wanted to see what that offense was going to look like. Yeah, um, I, I was super excited even then. I I was interested in the first year Stidham got down there to the planes, and then he en- it ended up being like I was like, oh, that was super disappointing. And I was just like, I don't care about this, so, man. Um, these com- this comment <laughs> now y'all, now y'all just crazy now y'all just mentioned yeah. y'all just mentioning yeah. everybody. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said you see a lot of guys that that, that, that were damn good. You know, leave at the end of the season, right? Um, the good news is is that the last coach at least recruited well. So there is um, talent in certain on the positions. In certain positions. Yeah, it could oh, develop. In certain positions, yeah, for sure. Right. But, you know, again, uh, fix the O-line and then watch watch this team be a contender, though. Right. Fix the O-line, get get your QB situation in order, and 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 and, and better play calling. Play calling must, is going to upgrade us no matter what. I must have missed the comment saying that uh, this Devin Dawson says for the guys, uh, for the guy that said Tut can't field punt. Uh, Tut was rated one of the highest returners in the nation. Tut was actually a very dynamic returner before he got hurt. Like I was, I was excited to see yeah, him get the returning kicks. Yeah, Everything early in the season yeah. last year, he did well. Yeah. It, 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 so the the I remember the exact play when Christian Tut t- re- became human. Is he, <laughs> is the it was a kickoff return against Bama? It was either punt or kickoff return. It was a punt. It was a punt. And he got hit in the leg. He was like trying to juke somebody, and then he got hit in uh, in his knee. After that hit, 
he wasn't the same guy anymore. Like, I don't know what knocked loose in him after that, but he was done. He has not come back yeah. and been Christian Tut that we saw the first half of 2019 since. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He was right. literally flipping the field for us on our, like, like, and I think that's what made it even more frustrating watching the offense in 2019 because we was having such good field position when Tut would get the ball. Like he was yeah. literally flipping the field if he got a seam. So right. to see him go from that to to him struggling 2020 to now seeing Eli Stoll fielding punts who wasn't even trying to return. He was just fair catching it right. and he yeah. had clear space at times. It's frustrating. So it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting to see what happens um, moving forward. I'm tempting you, uh, Mike. Um, Casey, you, Casey. Listen, Casey has been on this. Listen, that's funny. Listen, <laughs> Casey, Casey is funny. And I see Casey on YouTube and other places other than the war report. And I don't I don't always comment on these other things that I'm creeping around on. But I do see you guys when you're commenting. Right. Um, I know Casey was kind of high on uh, uh, on Tyler show kind of coming into the Auburn. He decided not to. He's headed to Texas Tech. Um, I thought it was significant that the staff was at least entertaining it. There are some sources out there that said, oh, we were never making a push. I was like, I, I don't think that matters that we were making a push. I think it matters that this kid was transferring and they thought enough to, to at least talk to him. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, uh, we were, you know, Texas Tech wasn't at the top of anybody's list of where he would land. Uh, you know, but ultimately we just need better QB development no matter who's back there. That's the bottom yeah. line. Right. So well, you know, we have we have a guy who's talented. He's got talent. You know, I've never denied that uh, whether he realizes that talent or not, it's highly dependent on coaches and and a new coaches. See, I think they're saying the right things. I just want to see if it's going to translate on the field because we sit here mm-hmm. and we give these kids so much flack when they don't pan out. But these million, these literal millionaires who are paid to give them a chance, throw them under the bus when they don't perform. And right. it's bull. So like. Uh, you know, I hope our incumbent can get it together because I think if they can develop what mean that means is that we're set for a few years. Right. 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 Somebody gets a chance to learn. I, I don't know if anybody fun fact about that team up north or across the state or whatever. They're, they're the, 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 the guy <laughs> like calling the team up north. Yeah. Listen, their guy um, uh, that they have coming in, Bryce uh, Young or Young. Brown Young. Young. He's already Young. there. He's yeah. There he. He is like the 16th highest rated recruit overall in the last 20 years. Mm. This is what they're doing up there. You know, and, 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 and their last three were all really, really good. So I have no other expectation than this guy's going to be really, really good because that's all they've done. They've proven that they've consistently put out good quarterbacks. It's time for Auburn to start that trend where we start putting out consistently good quarterbacks and our backup is a reliable guy. We see it all the better programs in the SEC. The backup is ready to go. I remember a guy was arguing with me and he was saying something like, you know, well, how many programs have a guy that can just step in and, 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 and go? Well, the better ones do. The playoff contenders do. So do we want to just be some other program or do we finally want to be the program that can have a guy step up and our season doesn't go down because the guy in front, either isn't playing well or gets hurt. Right. I was so impressed with Max Johnson at LSU, but I was even more impressed that they were able to reason against us after we were blowing them out, that we need to sit this Finley kid down and give the third string quarterback a shot. And Johnson came in and played his ass off 
and never gave the job back. And, and, and they're projecting Brennan to start next season. But I, I don't know how you look at what this kid did at the end of the season and you don't give him a legitimate shot to win the job this spring. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm I mean, ready we, for that. We, we need don't that on know the that They're not giving him a shot. We know that they see Brennan and Johnson in practice. Um, they saw him during the regular season. Um, they saw fit to start Finley over Johnson for some reason. And But what they did was in a relatively short amount of time, Finley didn't get it done. That's it. You're on the bench. New guy, what can you do? Look at that. You're doing a good job. You're in there. That's yours. Right. And what what you can at least assume is that if anything happens in the spring outside of what they expect, they're going to go with a guy who they really think gives them the best chance to win. Right. And you, you, we could not say that here. We had no idea what was really going on in practice because they weren't playing the best defense versus the best offense. They didn't want to affect the confidence or, or the momentum of, of the players. They didn't want to hurt their feelings. So you just... There's a lot that was going on that would keep you from finding out who was the best guy for the job. Right. And we, I don't think we're going to have that anymore. Thank God. Yeah, the, 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 that's a fair point. The lack of one, ones versus ones in practice certainly uh, uh, hurt development. And we got that confirmed for us over and over and over again by people inside and close to the program that yeah. ones versus ones wasn't happening in practice. Yeah. Right. right. First, first team offense versus second team defense. Right. And and that's a significant development opportunity missed by everybody involved on offense. It just is. Right. So you have success against the second team defense. But the truth is, is you're not facing second team defenses in the SEC every Saturday. Why would right. you do that? Why was that a legitimate coaching strategy? That's crazy. Right. Right. right? So, um, uh, 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 you know, when we interviewed these players, they all said, that's uh, what you were doing. What? <laughs> Those are the most notable moments in their careers at practice. Like they look at us in such a way to where we're like, they make us second guess like what we're saying. Like, okay, did we say that right? Like, right. (laughs) It's it's unfathomable given what they experience that at Auburn that's happening. So again, Arson has already said he was going to do that. We were going to see ones uh, going against the ones. So to me, that makes me at least excited to know that, this team gets punched in the mouth in a game. They mm-hmm. know what it feels like to be punched in the mouth, right? Because yeah. they do it all the time in practice. So they're going to punch back. So, uh, you know, to me, it, it just it just makes me – I'm happy to just see what plays out in the spring, who shows up, who rises to the – like there's going to be some kids, back to your point, Mike G, some people like we've never – we knew about them, but they've been buried on the depth chart. It's interesting to see who's going to rise to the top under this coaching staff. You know what? I think this is the truest. Monterio, not Monterio Munford says, lack of 1v1 explains why it took four games to learn the team's strength and weaknesses every year. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Every year. Agreed. We are the slowest starting team in the SEC. Right? Agreed. Hey, Sammy, War Eagle. Appreciate that. Appreciate um, that. Thank you. I just, I, I cannot agree with that more, Monterio. Like, I, I, I just think that if you look at the patterns now, we have the benefit of hindsight, and you look back, it did. It took them so long to get started every year, and this is why. They're not seeing any real competition until the season starts. Yeah. Right. What? <laughs> right? And we all know practice is supposed to be way harder than the game. So you can make it through a game. Right. Right. That's how you practice. You practice until you can barely stand, until you're throwing up, until you can't stand anymore. And then you go out there and you beat the opponent like a drum because you do, you get beat in practice. 
That's it. To, to answer this question, Court, we interviewed mm-hmm. if if in Kurt, you seen Kurt saying, could you say not practicing ones versus ones hurt kids' yes. development? 100%. We interviewed, I don't, and you seem new to the channel. Go back and, and watch our interview we did with Courtney Taylor. There's a whole playlist of building rapport. You can yeah. see we talked about this with pretty much everybody in those segments. And yeah. to a man, they all said, this is the most nonsense thing ever. This is how you get better. It's fi- fi- going against your best guys in practice prepares you to be able to do that against the best guys out there. Right. I think the, the thing that makes it even more disappointing is how good our defenses had been. Right. So mm-hmm. you gave, you had the opportunity to go against one of the best defenses in the entire nation every single week. And you dropped the ball on it and yeah. literally wasted a defense. Like right. literally wasted, wasted a defense. It. Right. Hey, Corey Weber. Oh, Corey appreciate Weber. you, brother. That. We're going to cheers to Corey. <laughs> I see Corey creeping. Um, you know, uh, th- from that Courtney Taylor interview, right, the quote that we pulled from him was he said, you know, Carlos Rogers was a Thorpe Award winner. He was the best I faced. And once I started to beat him in practice, I had the confidence that on Saturdays, who's going to stop me? Right. Right. If Carlos right. can't do it, he's the best. They said if Carlos it. can't do it. Corey Webbs, uh, Ain't I think nobody's Webster or some, someone yeah, at LSU Webster. who yeah. right. who was a top QB. He's not going to do it because I'm, I'm beating a Thorpe Award winner in practice every day. Right, right. Hey, listen, like I'm going listen. to use him every day. Funny story. Carlos Rogers actually saw that quote and was like, "Man, <laughs> was stop, like, nah, stop he... lying to these people." <laughs> and uh, and, yeah. uh, and Courtney said, "Man, you know, I used to give you that work every day in practice." So they, they got a little yeah. thing going, but it, I thought it was funny. Um, those guys definitely are competitors. So you know, hopefully, we see a little bit more of that. Salute to I am Hop right there. Appreciate it. Who do we think the start? He says, uh, who do you who who's your starting five at O line? Also, mm-hmm. what do you think about Alec Jackson starting back? So um this is something we've we've actually talked about this a lot recently. Um we're trying to decide exactly when we're going to do it. Right now, it looks like we're just gonna wait until after the spring game happens, but we plan to do, and I've teased this a couple of times. Literally, we're going to go position group by position group and try to give you our assessment of each of those things. Um, so we're probably going to wait until after the spring game happens to do that so that we can actually get a chance to see some of the younger guys out there playing um, and give a, a, a true evaluation of what we see on, right. um, during those games. So I plan on uh, looking at the film from a day as intently as I possibly can to try to give some true breakdowns that we feel about that. I do think Alec Jackson played well um, in stints, um, but uh, I'll, I'll have more for you guys after that. Uh, after the spring game on, on that. Okay. Oh, speaking of that UGA game, somebody said, "My bad, I didn't mean to overthrow somebody else's stuff." But speaking of that Georgia game, uh, as part of what we're going to be looking at tomorrow, so come back, right. we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Oh, I was trying, mm. trying to put this up. We played Georgia in twenty. If you're not a member, that's right. <laughs> Pumpers, give us some likes. Hey, give give us more subs. Tell your friends for sure. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, if y'all don't know how YouTube works. Right. Like uh, we appreciate your <laughs> engagement. Um, the more comments, Absolutely. the more likes, the more the, the bigger we build this community. That's what we're trying to do here. Um, uh, wow. OK. okay. okay. Listen, wow. Uh, thank you. Thank you. you. Oh, Listen, uh, we appreciate you to want um, again, community. Uh, you guys are the reason that we do this. And um, we're hoping to give a voice. You know, it's funny. I, I spend a lot of time arguing with people about football. <laughs> a lot of time i spend an inordinate amount of time arguing with people about football Tawana, and i can it, tell it's you impressive. Yeah, it's impressive it's impressive that uh it's the lord's work but so it has to be done 
<laughs> but uh, you know, people are are you know, it, it just it, it it reminds me why we're doing this, right? We want to, <laughs> Devin knows because I'm doing it in his form, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Uh, uh, the reason that we're doing this is it's 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 not just entertainment; it's education, right? You know, um, how can we provide you guys more access uh, to one? I really appreciate that. Uh, you guys' generosity actually allows us more time to be able to bring you more content. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've got some exciting things planned, man. We talk about development and evaluation, and we've got some people lined up that are going to help educate us all, right, on what that is means really yeah. in the grand scheme. So, let, let, let's. So, Let's talk about this for a second. I'm going to get on. It's not a soapbox, but like I'm going to make my semi appeal to you all. Listen, man, Do it. get on it. I love I love doing this. I love coming on here every week and talking with you guys multiple times a week. I want to be able to do it more. The only way I'm going to be able to do it more is if people like I am hop comes on and they oh, become man. members of the you channel. You know, we appreciate today. that very much. Thank you. Um, that stuff, you know, the more engagement that you all give our channel, the better we can be able to sell this channel to other people as opportunities for them to come on. We we, we are looking right now. I ain't going to get too deep. Don't, don't be mine. We're looking at some opportunities. We're looking yeah. at some opportunities. Um, but I want to be able to do this full time because I have a passion for it. And I, I feel like we're good at it. Right. And so yeah. the more time I can devote to this, the more I can bring you all this. Like people hit us up in our inbox all the time. Like, hey, when y'all going to do this? When y'all going to do this? I still work a full time job. <laughs> I can't. I just as as much time as I want to be able to give to this, I can't give all of that and be able to make sure my family straight. You probably hear my kids screaming in the background all the time. He needs attention. So we need money we, to soundproof Ike's room. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we can get rid of them day jobs. I can come up in here and I can do this more. You feel what I'm saying? We so can do we the need live support in the middle of the day. Right, right, we can do right. it. No I, can, I can go live five times a day if y'all want to. If this is my hey. full time job, I just pop up and be like, "Yo, what's up, man?" Um. War Eagle, and then shut the live down. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, do not be fooled by the imitators out there on YouTube, right? Like, uh, don't be fooled by the imitators. Uh, what we're doing is we're aiming to bring you something different. Uh, real facts, real engagement, no bull, facts over feelings every time, right? So you know, uh, uh, no agenda either, right? Other than the just what is out there, what's the truth, right? Like just we don't we don't hate any how we player. See it. Call it how we see it. Yeah. yeah, we don't hate any player. Now we dislike coaches right. sometimes because they get paid money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, so I have no hate in my heart for any player. No, like that we players listen. They gonna mess up every time, every now and then, right? Like nobody's gonna have a perfect game. That doesn't exist. We're gonna lose games because players miss the play. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, all that. When, you know, no life player. is gonna go on. I'm gonna be upset about it. You know, Mike's gonna break TVs. Whatever, it's gonna happen. But. <laughs> What we do know is we love doing this stuff. Exactly. Here's kid in the background. I mean, that's exactly what happens, Devin. You see me peeping game, right? I'd be hey, like, oh, hey, bro. listen, listen, look out for the no sunshine pump merch. It's coming. Trust me. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, we, 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 I'm, I'm getting it together. I'm getting it together. I'm trying to decide how we want to do it. If y'all don't know, too, I'm going to toot my own horn about this. All the graphics and stuff that, that come up for the channel, yeah. um, all of the oh, merch no. that we have out here, that's me doing the designs on that, man. We ain't hiring nobody else to do that. All, all the house. video editing that you One see happening shot. for our videos, that's Mike doing all that stuff. All the audio production that happens for us, that's B-Will doing all that. The research and everything that's happening, that's Caesar doing all that, man. We doing everything, bro. Like So, again... We have to have more time to give y'all more stuff because we ain't got no help. This the four people you see on screen is what's happening right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
Now we starting to expand and do some other things with the business because we are officially a business now. You know what I'm talking about? But we still need y'all support to get to that next means. level. You know what I'm saying? I break TVs because I'm from Phoenix City. Oh, hey, man, listen. <laughs> um, now, your name makes sense now that I know that you're from Phoenix City. All right. Uh, that TV needs its own t shirt. Yeah. Like, um, I love doing this. I do love doing this. Uh, yeah. so, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. fun. Who it's doesn't fun. want to be paid to do what they enjoy doing? I certainly Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. Right? Absolutely. So, um, well, listen. Yeah, be real producing the tracks, all the stuff that you hear on the intro. Hold on, 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 hold if if I'm a black. former Auburn player is a member, then what is you doing? Come on now, be part of the be part of the fastest growing family Auburn the, family on wait, YouTube. Time out. The least King could do is sign up because he broke my damn car in college. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta bring this stuff about this? Family? I'm petty because I'm petty. He broke hey, me. Matt, we appreciate that, man. Hands down the best show. Listen, we love it, man. We appreciate, we appreciate it. it. Dan appreciate Webb, it. we appreciate you falling through here, giving us a little change for Mike, the, Mike know, Hicks all the Mike Hicks all the oh, oh, Mike ain't gonna call you out no more. We shaved him into being like Yeah, we shaved him. And Mike, Mr. Ace 14 is our boy from college. Uh yeah, man. Mike. yeah. So we appreciate you guys definitely. Uh season what yeah, we got man. left on the list. Hey tonight. man, y'all making me feel good tonight for real, bro. Uh, good night, amazing. man. It's a good night. Listen, That's listen, me. listen, listen. It may it was either today or yesterday. I think it was the day. 247 Sports dropped an article mm. talking about who's the best recruiters in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. All Ooh. right. Oh, okay. Guess who in their bus was number two on that list? <laughs> uh, Greyhound. I'm going to sit this one out. Gustav. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so uh, Diaz was number one. Gus was number two. And hey, Mike, are you missing the, <laughs> the King, King responded, he said the Cavalier <laughs> was already It was bro. broke after you said in it, and then it was not built for <laughs> 350, 6'9". <laughs> it's a Cavalier. Well, it's a Cavalier. <laughs> Looks like a it Cavalier, a, drives, drives like yeah. a Cadillac. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> Ron literally drove like that. Me, me and Mike both had Cavaliers in, in, uh, in college. Yours, was, yours right. was purple. Didn't Mike have yeah. a tan one? Yeah, he had like the, the beige one. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. he had a beige one, and then yeah. my sister who had a purple one Hold gave on. it to me. So my, my, the, I used to drive my mom's Cavalier too. It was just the Cavalier crew, except for B. Will was up there with the Camry, with the Camry, yeah, 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 ninety three Camry. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That that's reliable. A great deal. reminder that we were broke in college. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We were broke as hell in college. Cavaliers <laughs> and Camrys. I had a bad I, transmission. I had to keep putting oil in mine. I, we were going to do this. I don't even remember if we actually years, got around to doing it, but oh, definitely yeah. shouts out to the baseball team for putting that work in. What was the, what's the final score? 33 to nothing. That was it? Yeah. yeah. Listen, can we get one of those for my ba- our football team this year? Factual. 33 to zero? I would love yeah. to shut up. Facts and all, the Auburn football team pitches more than two shutouts this season. Coming soon. Let's go. Okay. Ooh. All right. Two shutouts right. in the Derek Mason? Mm-hmm. No. It might happen. Right. Didn't no. happen. Didn't happen too often on the bus.
Thank you for listening to the War Report Podcast. You can support us by visiting our merchandise store. You can find links to the merchandise store on Facebook and the About section on our YouTube channel. If you would like access to more premium content, visit us on YouTube and click join to become an insider. War Eagle, and now back to more of the show. All right. Oh, so back to Gus. Yeah, back to him. Back to Gus. Ross G has got an interesting comment in here. I don't know if y'all want to address it. But, we'll uh, get it. Let's get into the the, the question. Yeah. We can throw yeah. that on the back end. Too. Okay. All right. So, so... Manny Diaz was was picked to be the best recruiter in the state of Florida currently, followed by Gus Malzahn on what he did in the SEC. Then behind him was Dan Mullen, mm. right? Then you had other like the smaller schools. We're not going to really deal with those. But what we wanted to pivot to off of that is who's the best recruiters in the SEC? Not we. we I'm about to say we know who number one is Nick Saban. Yeah, not name Nick Saban. So, so it's so not that's, necessarily that's the, position group recruiting. We're talking about head coach head who coach puts together closers. the best recruiting the program closers? in yeah. the SEC, and where does our coach land in that uh, in that uh, list? So, so we know who number one is, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so basically, we're going from from two to seven because we don't okay. care about the Vandys and the you know. Yeah, whatever. I think I think my number two is Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart, yeah, to me is number two. Yeah, yeah hands down. Right, like I mean, listen, I don't think you're gonna argue with the level of talent. Who you got, B? Who you got, B? I mean, kind of quiet over there, B. If there's anybody, I okay, so I don't like (laughs) you got B. Jimbo, right? That's 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 my that's the thorn in my side personally as a coach in the SEC. Before Jimbo got there, it was Kirby. Now, I don't like giving either one of these guys too much credit, man. But I mean, you 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 have to give that to Kirby. You can't. You got to. You got to. They they are pulling too much talent. They've been they started when Kirby first got there. They were pulling talent away from Bama, and they right. damn sure pulled some away from us. So we we can't argue with the the fact that the the ranking of these classes that George has been pulling in. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Kirby number two for sure. All right, um, no. I got so, so I got, number three. Are you putting Jimmy at three? number three? Oh no, no no, it's LSU. It's LSU. It's LSU. Oh, I got Orgeron yeah. number three. Yeah. That that he's my number three. For sure. Any, for any, sure. Y'all, y'all good so far? Any yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm good at Ogeron being the number three as well. Um, right. <clears throat> I think I just think LSU has, has done a good job of reloading. So they, he'll be a three for me. Um. So that needs number four, Jimothy. You got Jimothy at four? I got Jimothy at four. Be Will? Is Jimothy number four in the SEC? We haven't hit. Now, notice we haven't even gotten over to the east anywhere yet. This is Except, well, no, we did Kirby. My bad. My bad. We had Kirby. <laughs> Happy Meals. Oh, Tim Darden. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so, so we 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 all right at number four. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. Now Let, let's let's hold on. Let's yeah, just hold let's, everybody. Let's just hold on. Just hold on a minute. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so we saying, you know. Okay. So here, here's the problem. You know, you know who I'm tempted to put at number four? That I'm not gonna lie. Who's that? Who's that? Oh, I know who you. I know who you about to say. The Lane Kingster? Kiffin. I'm tempted to put the lane train at number four, though. I ain't gonna lie, though. Yeah, I would. I would not put. Uh, I would not put Jim. Even though I like what he's doing, I wouldn't put him at number three. Uh, I think actually number three for me in the conference is gonna be Orgeron. We said Orgeron. We're talking about four. We said Orgeron three. three? We're talking about four now. Four, four. Okay, then definitely Jim. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Listen, we're gonna put a star by all of these, and then we're gonna come back. But right now, I'm gonna say Jim. Yeah. Okay. So, So who's five? Who's five then? 
because we still haven't Dan talked Mullen. about the kid. At, I about to say Dan Mullen hadn't Dan been Mullen. mentioned. Lane Kiffin hasn't been mentioned. Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen. I, I'm sorry. Lane, Lane is going to be five for me. I think Dan Mullen is number six on my list. Okay, so wh- really? what, are, what are we basing this on? Thomas yeah. got Coach O is number four on his list. Um, that's not too number far four. off from the truth. Yeah, like he's. Okay. I mean, I think that's a toss up, right? Like, look at the recruiting rankings. I mean, LSU technically is the third. I mean, in 2021, they had the third highest rated class on 247. I love your support of Brian Harson, Casey, but I don't think so. That is <laughs> just, Casey, that is what we'd like to call a sunshine it's pump. It's TBD. It's TBD. It's TBD. You, 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 you connected a hose directly to the sun and siphoned off sunlight into that comment. Like, that was that was terrible. TBD. Love you, Casey. I love you, but that's all. Oh, yeah. So y'all are saying Dan Mullen at five. I got right. I got Dan Mullen at five. Yeah, I got Dan Mullen okay. at five. Yeah. So who you got, Ike? Who who you who you? Well, you I said Lane, but y'all saying Mullen. You got Lane. I had, I've got them flipped. I've got I've got um, Mullen at uh, six, but you know, okay. Man, I, I mean, I ain't mad at it. Okay. But, right. Mm. I've got I've got Lane at six. I just think that Mullen has more to work with in Florida. And I just think Lane just a better overall recruiter. But you know, right. again, I I'm, I'm not I, I ain't gonna be mad at Mullen at uh, five, but I, I I would put Kiffin at five on my list. I would yeah, like right. to revisit this because listen, Lane has only been there a year, and right. he could he could actually pick up some steam and actually uh, replace Mullen for that right. spot. Ah, like he's only a year in. King agrees with five for Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't know, man. I don't know. Man. Y'all disrespecting Danny Boy. Like that's not disrespectful. He's went he's went down on the list. That's disrespectful. <laughs> he was in the SEC championship game this year. And oh, man. he's had better recruiting classes. Than he, 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 he had a, he had a guy. In, in the, We're not in ranking that. who's the best coach. I just said recruiter. Well, he had a Heisman Trophy guy like this year. I mean, like so I didn't say who was the best. Co- he was the prop. Now we were saying who was the best offensive play caller in the SEC, which I think we should go and do that another day. But you recruit a guy, and you recruit you recruited Trask. So no, he did counts, not. Right? No, he did not. No, Trask was already on the roster. Trask was there before there. that. He, yes. Yeah, was he? Yes. Yeah, Trask was there. No, no. I had to check the books on that one. We are the books. We inherited Trask. We the books remember, say um, Trask was there. He was backing up uh, the guy. Uh, who, who's the guy who went to Arkansas? Um, we thought oh. he was terrible, but he went to Arkansas and actually kind of yeah. played better. Uh, what's well, the quarterback? I can't think his name. Yeah. I, you know, I blank out on names all the time. Yeah. I know, right. I know exactly who you're talking about, too. I can see him with his knee wrapped up right yeah. now. Uh, yeah. but I can't think of his name. Yeah. Somebody put in the comments who the Arkansas quarterback was so we can stop sitting here looking stupid. Um, Frank. Felipe, Felipe Franks, Franks. Thank, thank you. Y'all. Good lord, Felipe have Franks. mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he Trask was break, backing up Franks. Um, yeah, Franks low key had a pretty good season. It was yeah. it, he, he had a, a very good season by Felipe Franks' standards, yeah. but like he was surprisingly good just by anybody's standard last year. Right. I, uh, listen, I was not a Felipe Franks, but I was not, I ain't gonna lie, Felipe. If you watch the show, which you probably don't, I was not believing in you. I'm not gonna lie to you, brother. Uh, but you made me a believer last year that you had the because I always felt like you had the arm talent. Yeah. I just felt like you made a lot of very poor decisions with the football under pressure. Unlike n- not unlike somebody else who plays for a team in orange and blue you know because what? you was playing for Florida before. That's a big, very um, good point. 
that yeah, the advanced statistics yeah. back up that statement to the max. He, he turned it around. Look, that was somebody who was mediocre to bad for two years. Um, he had a decent season under Mullen before he got hurt. He was all right. He was still making mistakes. Got to Arkansas where they were more ball ball control and wanted to run the ball, but still he played much better with with different coaches. There, there may be hope right. here, right? For like, listen, a here's, the, here's the deal with Franks, right? Uh, he was the worst quarterback in the SEC when under pressure last mm-hmm. year, right? But he was the second most accurate quarterback in the SEC when not under pressure. Right. So, so I mean, in other words, when you give him time, he can make you pay. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and but right. surprisingly, when he was blitzed, he still had an eight, eight touchdown to two interception ratio. So that's like coaching. Every once that, in a while, he will let you. To me, yeah. success against the blitz is a direct has a direct correlation with the quality of offensive quarterback coaching. Direct. That means right. you are prepared for what you are about to see. You have planned for what they are about to do. You have at least a, a second or third option that is plausible for the quarterback and for the wide receiver talent that you have. That is a direct result of coaching. So he had right. better coaching and his overall play improved. Let's hope we get something like that this year. Yeah, yeah. No, agreed. agreed. And, and, and listen, his OC was Kendall Browse. Like he's not, he, Kendall Browse is no slouch. So, right, no slouch. And I think that's a testament to the good job he did at Arkansas. I think that was his first year. There are, so are we agreeing that now that Harson is at seven? Is that what we're agreeing? He's a I, I don't person? think he I'm can going to put, put Harson at seven. How do we I'm put him, him anywhere? He hasn't re- really. I don't even count this as a he he saved this class. I'm, if you want well, to give him credit I'm not for talking the save. About who who is the who has put together the best SC. I'm just saying like because he has a a track record of whether or not he can recruit at Boise State. Now we can right. argue about whether or not he was going to get top talent there, but the talent he put on the field at Boise State was winning conference championships consistently. He was putting it guys was in the NFL consistently. It was rated out number one like, year Mountain after West. year. Yeah. Right. So it's I think Mountain it's West. fair to be able to say whether or not he's a good recruiter. He's going to have access to better talent here. Is he going to be able to compete against these other guys? That's yet to be seen. But his ability to put together a recruiting staff that does well, I would say right now he's probably somewhere in the middle of the pack and and seven or eight is going to be right where I would put him. I don't know if I would put anybody above him. I have to think about Vandy's not going to get there. Uh, I, I mean, I would have, I would have put, uh, I would have put, uh, I would put Mr. Happy Meal in front of Stoops. him, but but he's gone. But you know, so that 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 put them at seven for me. I mean, right. listen, if everybody giving out yeah, Happy Meal, I think, I think it, seven it, it is a good spot. Out, it? Yeah, for sure. And of um, course, he can move up. And then yeah. uh, probably the kid, the guy from Mississippi State, is probably going to be number eight. Actually, Leech. right now. List. Yeah, Leach will probably be. Yeah, I don't think we need to go any further. I'll probably, put, I'll probably put the head <laughs> nah. coach of Arkansas before Leach. I'll probably Sam put Pittman? the coach of Arkansas. Yeah. No track record there for Pittman, though. He's never been a head coach before last year. Yeah. What kind of team mm-hmm. he doing all those? But, so what, what I want to throw in here is, it gets I think is the only other one with a, with a, a track record That's to right. really look at from the That's right. Stoops. So. And it's still mediocre. So the thing about all of this, this entire conversation, when we're talking about who who is the best recruiter that's a, that's a head coach, it is much more about the school than the coach. The school is like it's it's the coach multiplied by the school, its resources and its history equals recruiting prowess, which is why we were very happy that we were getting good recruiting classes under Gus, because we typically did not just have these slam lot recruiting classes. We just made the best out of a little less than everybody else had. But right. Gus was getting us more better recruiting classes than we had ever had. 
and we had somehow fallen to the middle of the pack on average year after year after year in terms of play. Here, we have the ability to recruit top three in the conference. So if we're slotted down behind Bama, Georgia, and maybe LSU, we we have the ability by putting a quality product on the field to jump into that number three slot. Absolutely. Right. And the reason I'm saying that the institution determines it is because I want you to look at the recruiting done by Mark Richt mm-hmm. at Georgia and Kirby Smart at Georgia. Um, Kirby Smart has upgraded them a little bit, but not a lot. The talent that Mark Rick was putting in the NFL was phenomenal. They got NFL starters all over the place the entire time. That's I mean, right, he, that's he was losing games. He had no business losing that kept him out of SEC championship games. He mm-hmm. lost a, a very competitive SEC championship game against some more all pros, SEC all, you know, SEC guys at Bama. But listen, the talent was there. That was not the issue. Mark Rick did that. Was Mark Rick a, a bad recruiter? No, the institution is the state school. That's the first thing, which is an advantage Alabama has over us. If you are the state school, the namesake of the state, you have an advantage. You are more than likely the older university. You have deeper ties in the state with people who work in the state for the state who decide where resources go in the state. And I don't want to get too political, but yes, that is actually a thing. Um, UAB suffers from that somewhat because they're on yep. the back. They burner. share a board of governors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. So why is South Carolina so trash and Clemson so good? Okay. That's where we go to history. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so something like, okay, you think about Kentucky. If Kentucky had been good at basketball since, I don't know what, the 40s or 50s, when that, when mm-hmm. all that, they, they really started caring about basketball, you would figure they would know how to recruit high school athletes, um, how to find quality coaching talent to come and develop. Why have they been trash at football since they've had a football team? Because the tradition is with basketball, the resources from the fans and the South state. South Carolina trash at everything. They are. But what I'm saying is they have never been good at anything. Auburn, at least, it's like what, what's important to that Women's institution? Basketball. Women's basketball. There you go. Dis- dis- they're, they're starting some up there basketball. for sure. Oh. oh, OK. But what's yeah. important to the institution is kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If people in Alabama care about football, they're going to put their attention, their money and their resources and their care into football. The same thing with Kentucky, the same thing with uh, and basketball, the same thing with Duke in basketball. It's why Duke can't just field a great football team. Why? Because they don't care about football. They care about basketball. And that's why we have a chance here, because our state cares about football. Our alumni care about football. So we do have a chance. Now, the coach matters. The coach, absolutely. We saw what happened at offensive line with Gus Malzahn here. We fell four spots back. We recruited our offensive line like Missouri. That, that's how far back we got. Yeah, We don't, and that's the most important position group for an offense. And we have an offensive guru as a head coach for eight years. And he, every year, was like, well, this was Gus Malzahn's worst statistical game as an, as an offensive coach. How is that possible? We should be number four in our conference at least. And we're suffering an offensive line and the whole offense is tanking because of it. What are you doing? That shouldn't even mm-hmm. be possible here. We had right. better but resources you know, than we should have given him one more year because. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, don't get me started. On I that. got nothing. Listen, At the end of the day, okay. what it boils down All to right. is Auburn is not a nobody school. Right. So right. develop, win, recruit, re- repeat. That's the formula. Right. And if you can win, you, you can recruit. 
You can win. That's the key. Yeah. The key is you have to win. You have to you show win. or at least put guys in the league, man. Like that. That's that's almost as important as winning. You have to be competitive. And winning helps you do that. Winning it gives right. you exposure. Be competitive. Winning, be competitive. That, right. that's, 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 that's half the battle. That's already. what Courtney Taylor said during his interview, right? Like, yeah. again, yeah, right. If you play on the trash team, you, it's harder to get looked at, right? Um, and so uh, at the end of the day, these kids will give you a look. And then if you have the development piece, you can – it gives you an edge on everybody else, right? Like people don't – kids don't go play for Bama. They go to play for Saban. Right. Period. That's true. They recruit they, – they, the recruits commit to coaches, Right. I right. saw I saw this this comment and, and, and I won't go on a long thing about this, but I just want to say, like, every time I see somebody say this guy says we need kids who love Auburn and not coaches. I'm like, that's a, that's like, that's terribly naive. I mean, the kids who who will love Auburn and not coaching nine times out of ten um, are going to be legacies, legacies yeah. for the most part. Or they're going to be hometown kids, right? Like it's mm-hmm. you're you're not necessarily going to get the best talent just because they love Auburn. Um, right. Who was that we were talking to? Uh, Devin was like he didn't know anything about the Iron Bowl until he started playing for Auburn. Right, and he right. and and name somebody in the comments who doesn't think that Devin is one of the best wide receivers we've had at Auburn. Right, like right. he he played in the league for multiple years. He not because he was he loved Auburn so much. He was a good kid who could play, who could play football. He came down here to, to the Plains and he he balled out, right, not because right. he loved Auburn. Like, and I'm not saying you develop a love for Auburn after you get to Auburn, and that's right. what, that's exactly what Devin talked about. He was like, once I got here, I loved it here. Right. So you you fall and, in love and, with Auburn and, over the time. And you got to remember, these kids are coming. You got kids coming from all over the country. Right. They don't know this region like like we do. Like we grew up close to Auburn, so we right. knew we know Auburn. Man, if you're coming from Florida, if you're coming from the West Coast or Texas, you're going to develop a relationship with your coaching staff. They're going to become like a father figure or in this case, you know, because we got younger coaches like a big brother to you. So if they leave, you're going to feel a need to want to leave. Right. You know? So that's that's you got to remember it's about relationships at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. like like uh, it just it just kills me every time I see that. You know, again, it's naive. You know, it's coaches. Um, because I think it would shock most. Talk that gospel king. Play yeah, huge part of recruiting, right? Uh, it would shock a lot of people to know how much some of these former players don't give a damn about Auburn after they leave. Oh yeah, factual. I'm going to say it out because loud. because the relationships sucked when they were here. Were here they right? felt yeah. like people didn't treat them right, didn't put them in the position to be able to win. Mm-hmm. Why do you think so? If these kids come in and they recruit, and now that the the, uh, the portal opens up and everybody's leaving because what they were sold on is not what they experienced when they got here. We had right. some good used car salesmen here in the past that were selling yeah. dreams to these kids, getting them in the door, so mm-hmm. that the recruiting rankings looked good. But right. when it came down to it, these kids aren't getting to see playing time. Or when they do see playing time, nobody's utilizing them correctly. It's about developing the relationships and making sure that those kids understand you have the best shot to be a pro after you walk out of these doors. Because I'm going to make sure I get every ounce of potential out of you. And right. I cannot say that that has been happening consistently, specifically on the offensive side of the football at Auburn. And I'm sorry, that's unacceptable as a guru. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, if you, you give these kids a chance, you're paid millions of dollars to do so. Yeah. To give these kids a chance to realize their athletic potential, you know, 
on and off the field. Right. So, you know, if you're not doing that, then you're not doing your job. You know, I'll say I said it once. I'll say it again. Players take take way too much blame for not panning out and institutions and coaches do not take enough of the blame. Right. So as as so I'm going to tell you something. no sunshine pump as a institution. We've been ruining kids. And I'm not saying that Auburn is the only place that it's happening. It's just got to stop. Right. Right. Like right. we just and that's that's why Gus had to go. So if you would uh, like to Gus, let's add an addendum to that you. on offense. On offense, right. Okay. On offense. On offense. Fair enough. Of course. Fair enough. Of course. Right. I mean, we were not giving kids their best chance at their best life on offense. If you were supremely talented and you had the talent to do it on your own, you had a chance. But you would have had that chance anywhere because that's who you are. Yeah, like, right. Those kids could have gone to any other big program and probably had an easier time making it to the league than here. Come on, man. Seth Williams at Bama. Seth Williams at Florida, Seth Williams at any of the oh, top four teams in the SEC, right? And he's uh, uh, in the conversation for best receiver in the league. You know, right. I mean, I'm not saying he beats out Smith, but I'm just saying he's in the conversation. At Auburn, right. he underachieved because, again, we have been underachieving as a university. So, you know, what Harson is talking about the work, hard work. If you haven't seen that hype video, I strongly recommend you download that to your phone and you watch it to start your day. Right. You know, it is one of those things that just got me. So I'm like, listen, if this is the mentality, that grind mentality that guys like King have been telling us about. Right. Um, and, and that I used to witness when I was in school there. Uh, 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 it was like if you weren't carrying your weight, we're whooping your ass kind of mentality, that kind of mentality. Right. And then you think. You thank your teammate. You thank your brother for that ass whooping. I needed that. I needed to wake up. Right. Uh, uh, that's what we need. That accountability. It starts with the head coach and then filters down to the assistants. And then the players take on that mentality where they're going to do. They're going to put in that work. And we need that hard work, a hard hat, blue collar mentality back on the planes. And you'll see a difference on the field. And I think it can be year one. I still think we're an eight win team right now until I see something that tells me different. We're an eight win team. You know, but if the the guy that we have can develop and we and we and we just happen to strike gold in a dynamic freshman here and there, guys who are going to come in and contribute, they can do something special, man. They can pull off some special wins this season. So, you know, I don't know, man. Listen, I don't know if you guys seen our October slate with Georgia moving to the middle of the of the schedule. Whew, October is looking. October was always brutal. Yeah. At least they right. put a bye week in there for them. Like October looks awful this year uh, uh right. i think we start lsu georgia by week arkansas Ole miss did i get that right that i think that's our october I slate i think i think yeah yeah i mean that's an awful slate this year so you know he's got the the ideal start to the season he's got a road test at penn state if you know the incumbent is our starter and we go that'll be a good test for him to see if he's cured his road woes because he's probably the worst in the league on the road. Uh, uh, and and then going into SEC play, LSU is our first SEC game of the season. Yeah. Mm. LSU is our first SEC game of the season. And it just looks absolutely brutal from there. So, you know, hopefully we're going into that game 4-0. and That's what I, I hope. The, I miss the days when Mississippi State was our first. Uh, yeah, man. Come game. on, man. We had Kentucky last year. Like, I would take that this year. But, you know, at least they got the, at least they have the games to kind of figure out. So if we follow that same pattern of four, four, four games to figure it out, 
I, I won't blame Harson for that this year because he's going to be right. doing some new things. He's got a new system. Right. But I hope what they develop is a, a one and oh mentality this spring and this summer. Right. Right. One and oh, baby. Let's go. Well, hopefully they're doing it now. I mean, if you, if you go by what you've seen in the videos, they they getting after it. The coaches are involved. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to them having that mentality at the beginning of spring practice. Right. Yeah. And I'm hoping everything falls into place. Right. But uh, anything, man. Anyway, man, you guys got anything else? Yeah, I, man. Listen. See? Well, somebody said we what do we think about Travis going to uh, UCF to follow Gus? And like, I think, well, I said this on the Sunday show, obviously, any of that bull rumor about Travis being part of the the, the, the snake in the grass behavior here was completely untrue. Um, and, and that bears right. that out. But I mean, I think we're all happy that Travis is over there with him. But you know what? I'm glad Travis is going to get the shot to prove his worth because he seemed to be kind of stuck behind Kevin Steele. Um, and he was going to be stuck in the spot he was at, which I don't know if it's stuck. You know, you coaching at, at the school you played at, and I know he was enjoying himself here and, and working hard, but um, I think more than anything, man, I'm happy he gets that shot to prove himself. It was going to take him a lot longer to be here and work from linebackers coach up than it is going to be for him to be at, like I said, what I think is the best group of five program in the nation currently, and you're the defensive coordinator there. You got a spotlight like you you get to show out. You go somewhere on the road and play one of these these power five schools and and you stifle somebody. Listen, man, your name is going to be on people's lips. You They're going to be talking about it. We, we're going to see that that linebacker play pick up or improve or listen, you you got a chance to to hit gold over there in Florida with uh, just some really fertile recruiting ground and get some guys that UCF may not have been getting before. I'm I'm happy for Travis, and I don't know. I still have doubts about has Gus learned his lesson. That like, ha- have you learned anything about what went wrong here, and apply that to your coaching game? It don't always have to be doom and gloom for you. It's like, listen, we know what you didn't do right here, but listen, man, just learn from it. You know, change you your offensive to, line we philosophy. Don't have to harp on this, but does hiring Herb Hand as your O line coach count as learning your lesson? Uh, that that right there. That made me feel bad for Travis because I'm thinking, here we go. Travis is going to be fielding some excellent defenses where the offense is going to let them down because their offensive line is enough to snuff. Right. And he's going to be, I mean, he'll he'll be frustrated in private if he was, I'm sure. But who wants to do that? Who wants to do your job excellently? Hold up your end of the bargain as part of a team and the other side is letting you down. Then you got to go out there and act like it's all good. Mm -mm. Listen, listen. Again, we said it Sunday. I want Travis to shine. Yeah. And again, this this uh, we all wanted him at Auburn, but right. at the end of the day, he has a career. And like any career, you want to grow and develop. So this is yeah. it's almost like his steps are being ordered. I am happy to see him in a position where he can uh, can add coordinator to his resume. Yeah. And I want him to do well because regardless of what Gus does, if you do a good job, there's no shortage of programs, bigger programs looking right, right. for a coordinator. Right. You can get out of there if you do your job. So I'm rooting for Travis. I, I mean, I want Gus to do well, but if he hasn't learned his lesson, I want Travis to shine and get another opportunity where he can make even more money and get even more exposure running a defense. Yeah, that's facts. It. Yeah, facts. I just hope he does well and I, he gets out. Personally, yeah. like, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Do your job and get out, bro. <laughs> we're, we're pulling for you. <laughs> I, I got that. I know Orlando's a fun place. Maybe he wants to stay down there. I don't know. 
Like, Disney World, right there, man. He got the kids. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, right for sure. Shout out to our man Vernon up in this thing. Situation. We'll follow through with the YouTube. Hey, my man. Appreciate you. You know, time back. My man. Go check out Vernon Speaks over on YouTube as well. Vernon is our instant reaction guy. Uh, we watch his channel when something breaks uh, and then come back to us to. Not like breaks like dive. a TV, but breaks like news. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So Vernon is all <laughs> over it. Uh, we uh, uh, appreciate you, Vernon. He's, <laughs> he's a part of our community. So uh, thanks. Shout out to Vernon. And guys, continue to comment. Um, be on the lookout for our upcoming facts or not. Of course, Mike already mentioned uh, Chop It Up with a Pro. That's tomorrow for our insiders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, always, man, you know what to do. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. If you haven't, what are you on, doing? On your way out the door, you could just hit the like button. You know what I'm saying? Just, just go hit ahead and the like. That. Subscribe. All right? Stop playing. You know you like this content. You also, you guys. Like <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and IG <laughs> at The World Report. It's also TW Report at TikTok. Guys, we signing off. As always.